unpack this brain my name is Eunice and I'm joined with Josh as always as always as always da, da, da. we should change our names randomly one day to, to just confuse people oh uh, like oh that's the same people again just they've changed their names <laughs> oh, but this is our first like I guess um, content episode yes. for season three. Mm-hmm. So we are going to be talking about stressful world events Ooh. because it's been a time. <laughs> it has been a time. And you know, the good old Panny D pandemic. Was what? Not what? Wait, wait, wait. What? Panny D. <laughs> oh, Panny D. Panny D wasn't the only thing or isn't the only thing that is now going on. In the world, we are now faced with the war in Ukraine Mm -hmm. against Russia. Mm -hmm. Um, And recently there was... It's for Brisbane. Yes. South Wales. So Brisbane and New South Wales or Queensland and New South Wales recently went through just really intense flooding, Mm -hmm. um, which was very... It happened very quickly and I don't think anyone really realised that it was the impacts it was going to have on people. Lots of people lost their houses and, you know, schools shut down and, you know, society again, once again sort of had to stop yes, and look after each other and look after themselves. So with that, you know, comes a lot of emotions and a lot of um, feelings. And I am going to get a little bit vulnerable here, but I remember feeling really low in the in that week when the floods hit and, you know, mm-hmm. and Ukraine and Russia were going out of the swell mm-hmm. and not knowing necessarily why because I wasn't being directly affected by it mm-hmm. necessarily, but I knew that because of what was going on, I was feeling really stressed really low like it was hard for me to get out of bed i was feeling really alert as well like um like you know something bad was going to happen at any moment kind of thing yeah yeah and so that's where i guess i wanted to have this chat with everyone and you know include josh and it put it Mm. on the podcast about you know how us as humans can feel about stressful world events even though we're not necessarily directly involved in it or we don't know anyone that's part of it or being affected by it directly yeah yeah no there's a lot of like i guess the biggest thing in terms of that passive right this that that passive element is um with the war in ukraine or like with um afghanistan a couple of months ago um it's it's like the the fatigue is there because um you know of media and the fact that everything is so readily available um and because we are information absorbers um it is difficult when all of this just comes around and like Wham, bam, 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 knockout. Yeah. And it's hard. Um, it's also hard if you are an empath. Yeah. Right. Particularly a well-connected, you know, you, you stay connected to world events and stuff like that. It's very difficult. Mm. And I empathise with that a lot. 
Um, but I was actually having a conversation with a friend of ours yesterday. Um, just thinking about, like, from the context of kids, young people as well, you know, they're extremely passive, but they're paying attention to reactions and information from their parents or carers. And, you know, it's just imagine two years worth of a pandemic plus global warming plus conflict um, externally from them and then within the country and family dynamic breakdown and stuff. You can imagine how much... um, shit's gone down for young people yeah. and how that will manifest yeah. in the months to come. You make such a good point there because even if, say, the young people themselves aren't completely aware of, of it or how it's making them feel, like maybe their their carers are really stressed about certain things and it's going to – there's a feed – there's like a – there's a feed-on effect. Like it's going to affect them and others, yeah. um, if not directly, but still through that feed-on effect. Yes. Um. I love science, <laughs> and yes. so, I mean, no. I think we both love science, so yeah. I wanted to give a little bit of a science segment to it and just explain, um, you know, give the scientific explanation of why our brains do this. Mm-hmm. Um, so the amygdala part of our brain, which um, is this little, um, I think it's like an almond-shaped thing. in like Yeah, a walnut-shaped thing. Nut-shaped thing in our brain yeah. is actually responsible for um, scanning for threats. And what happens is our brains do this like every five seconds or so, but it's not necessarily conscious. Like it's, our, it's, it's more just, just below our consciousness, our brains are doing this. And so when we're hearing, you know, this stuff that's going on um, with, with the conflict or the floods, people losing their homes, when we hear or read these things, our brain, our amygdala goes, oh, there's a threat. Yeah. And so from there we start to feel like the emotional, um, I guess, a reaction to that. And this sometimes doesn't need to be conscious as well, but we can do things like start to have like um, anxiety symptoms, like fast heartbeat, like feeling really alert. Um, And um, you can even like be, you can flinch, you know, just things that happen when you would see a threat or hear about a threat. Um, And then I guess from there comes that, um, that stress. You know, you're there, you're now in that stress element. Even though you're not necessarily experiencing the threat, your brain knows that a threat could come yeah. because it is existing in this world today. Mm-hmm. So what you're essentially describing is the whole fight, fright, flight, freeze response. Yeah, that's the one, yeah. And um, that's it. Your brain sort of goes into that survival mode but it's really interesting because that your brain does do that when you're faced with like immediate threat Mm -hmm. but it it does also have elements of it when you're when it's like chronic long term yeah yeah Mm -hmm. like the pandemic Mm -hmm. you know and it's not necessarily like your body's always in in survival mode but it has the elements of it like it has the elements of all of feeling really fatigued or feeling like on high alert. Um, But you can still function as as you usually do, but there's just those elements of things are a little bit harder. I'm more tired than I usually am. Mm. Um, And so that is, I guess, the scientific explanation to it. It's a, it's a human phenomena. It's something that we all um, 
experience. Mm. And then like you were saying with empathy, that comes the next element of it. Yeah. Um, you know, some people are more empathetic <laughs> than others, but um, the, the, those of us who are really empathetic can then have that emotional response as well where they hear people struggling then they put themselves in their shoes and they're like, oh, that sucks. Like I want to cry as well because <clears throat> I know that how they are feeling right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No. And I don't know if you notice with your young people mm-hmm. because, you know, the ones that have gone through a lot, I feel like are really empathetic because yeah. they know what it's like. Like they might not have, <clears throat> have like um, um, home lives. Yeah. So they know that sort of suffering when they see other people suffer. They they tend to be a lot more empathetic. Mm, I've I've seen that, and I think it's because you know we talk about stuff like attachment theory and the need and you know Maslow's hierarchy of needs and all of that stuff, right? When it manifests like that, because they want, it's essentially they don't want people to suffer because they see themselves walking in mm. that person's shoes, right? So they know and because they're affected and influenced by whatever's going on at home. If they're in that mindset of, I don't want this to happen to other people, you're going to get someone like an empath. If they are, because there are, there will be kids and I've seen some kids that have that, but they just reflect, they, they just mirror whatever's going on at home. And that's not an empath response, you know, and it's difficult. Um, to sort of sit with those kids and be like, hey, can you not <laughs> just please for for like this for the, for what however long I see you today, just please don't be like this. Mm. It's just difficult because they're just mirroring whatever's going on at home. And mm, I see what you're saying. So it can either go the way of them mm. being more empathetic because they've mm. gone through shit, or they mirror you know the 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 less empathetic, the very like ag- maybe aggressive. <coughs> way of acting towards stress yeah Yeah. because stress like we've mentioned we've talked about stuff like this before but it it manifests differently for everyone yeah everyone has a slightly different response um so yeah no i've had kids that are very very empathetic and but i've also had kids that are just little shits for the sake of being a little shit um, because they want the attention they want the reaction from someone yeah, an adult. And that's how they've seen maybe their carers act. Replicate, yeah. yeah. Um, they want that replicated. And so they do it, yeah. yeah. So it's, it's hard. It's really hard. Um, but going back to, you know, we've had two years' worth of pandemic. Mm-hmm. Here in Queensland, obviously, we've had a very different situation to the rest of Australia, rest of the world. Yeah. Um, but you can see it in the kids. Especially the young ones. Like, I bet your ass in a few years when we see them in high school. Mm. We're still going to live with whatever effect the pandemic has had on them. Whether that be social isolation, whether that be a lack of um, healthy relationships, whether that be um, behavioural manifestation. Mm. Because we're seeing that, um, like, I'm sure when the research does happen again this year when, you know, because we do have a lot of community organisations that take snapshot surveys of what's been going on from in mental health. I'm sure we'll see, you know, a continuation and elevation of the, um, 
like the frequency of how many kids do you have behavioral manifestations related to pandemic yeah or like mental health conditions relate because of the pandemic yes especially because they're in that developmental age where you know they maybe should be socializing hmm. more and you know with the pandemic that's that hasn't been always the case no. and so that it's an important age for them to to learn that stuff but they might not be able to mm. that's really tricky yeah because yeah i was talking to colleagues of mine who who are based interstate mm. particularly in places like victoria <laughs> and new south wales <laughs> where they've had very very long lockdowns yeah. and it's like the hesitation in the young people to go to a school because yeah. they've been in school. They were, they were school online for the best part of two years mm. for them to move into a physical environment. Yeah. It's going to be such a shock. Yeah. How overwhelming to the system. Like I know. having to navigate that all again. Yeah. But they had like such a long time of not having to navigate yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. Okay. So I guess moving um, on from I guess the the struggles and you know the things that can be happening during these times. Yeah. What are things that people can do to assist themselves and to assist others? Um, you know, I was I I was I really want to preface like when they have the capacity to because I yes. think people often go, oh man, I just need to do something. I need yeah. to get better. But it's okay if you don't feel like you can because of what we just said before, you know, because of the fact that this is a really stressful time. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes it'll take a very long time for you to feel like you can make the steps to feel better or to get better. Yeah. But once you are there or you start feeling like I could try certain yeah. steps, um, being able to reflect and think of the times that, like, stress was lower for you mm. because if you could think of those times those are probably the things that bring you i would assume joy yeah. or, or peace or serenity um so what are those things like i know for me it's connecting with people mm. <laughs> i love to talk to people i love to like hang out with my my people yeah. um but then on the other side i like to hang out with myself as well yeah. <laughs> and watch shows so, nice. yeah. so that's why <laughs> The easy answer was going to be go listen to our episode on self care. Oh yes, thank you. What a good little what a good little promo. Little promo there, yes. <laughs> Enact your self care plan. Yes, a self care plan. Yes. I kind of love whatever that. that plan looks like. I really like the concept of that. So yes, enact your self care plan um, because. You know, before you move on to helping others, like help look at yourself. yourself first. Yeah, and that's the you know, and as helping and people in helping professions, that is extremely difficult. Yeah, <laughs> we have to be reminded to be like take care of yourself first. Yeah, before others. Yeah, so so important. So yes, go for that, and then once you're able to be to do that, and you feel enough capacity to help others, I know that there's a lot of people, especially for empathy empathetic um you might also want to like help give back or like help people that are struggling in these times so yeah. you know there's a lot of things you can do but just have a look online and make sure the things that you're looking at are legit um but you know you can donate money you can donate time like people have helped clean up with for the floods um you can just spread more awareness like that's a really big thing as well yeah. spreading awareness of these organizations that are helping um, those that are struggling, 
that's also really handy. I think it helps people, yeah, like feel fill that comp- compassionate, you know, bucket of like mm. I want to help people who are struggling. Yeah. Those are things that you can do as well. Yeah. 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 So I don't know if I can add anything else to that. Mm. But um hmm, yeah. And you know, I hate I hate to be a realist, but there will be more things coming yeah. this year. Good point. Um so it's just keeping in mind that, you know, it's something that I was actually talking to our mutual friend about mm. is that shit is going to happen no matter what, mm. right? But it's what you so but it's what you're going to do about it. Yeah. That is going to be the most crucial thing to how you move forward. Yeah. Because you can just be like, ah, well, there's another war. So be it, right? Just throw your towel in. But, you know, that's 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 not the healthiest <laughs> frame, framing of it. It's really about figuring out what you're going to do about it. Yeah. You know, because that, it'll happen again. It will happen think. again. Yeah. Like, like, for us, like the floods, like, you know, this is a repeat of yes. what happened 11 years ago in Brisbane. Um, we know it's going to happen again. Climate change is a very real thing. Mm-hmm. It's just going to get worse and worse and worse and more and more frequent. So what are we going to do about it? Um, and that's not just at a mental health level. You're really asking that question at a more holistic, systemic level as well. Yeah. You really need to start asking those questions at a systemic level because if we can't repair the system, mental health just is not going to improve yeah right? because then we're just being really it's reactive just a bad it, yeah yeah you know, to the it's just a band-aid thing yes yes but the wound is still leaking yes yes <laughs> like can we get deeper can we fix it on a deeper level and yes then, like, that's what josh is saying it's a systemic level we need to look yeah we need to look bigger than than us and yeah. our community we need to go bigger 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 yes um so yeah um you know and how can people do that well become more educated on yes. um like your on the politicians on um on like you know representatives for elections like what are they standing for what do their parties stand for yeah. i know a lot of people especially young people i don't think there's a reason to vote like it doesn't matter who's in power it's all the same yeah. but it's not it's not you just have to educate yourself though and read about yeah. about it and get a little bit more understanding yeah and, and vote yes it's very important, particularly for Australia and for a few other countries around the world. You know, we're having elections this year. So it's really important to know what people are on about and advocate for things that are not only valuable for you, valuable to you, but how can they benefit other people that might be discriminated against or oppressed against? Yes. So, you know, there's something to be aware of. As we move through this year, because Lord knows more shit's going to go down. Yeah, it's just going to get spicy. <sighs> but hopefully we have our self-care plans. I love that concept. I'm, yes. I'm stealing it. <laughs> and we can just enact it when these things happen. Yes. Um, that is the goal, at least. <laughs> that's the goal. Or just have it on 24-7. Yes, that's it. Actually, good point. It's more like you have to – it's not about enacting it when trouble happens. You have, have to, to have actually it. be doing it consistently. Yes. Thanks.
as as much as possible. Yes, yes. <laughs> because we are busy people. Yes, but as much as possible so that it's like a long-term benefit rather than just a band-aid. Yes. 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 Also, well, I think we can end the episode here. Ooh. Amazing. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Yes. And we will see you on our next episode. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Unpack This Brain. If you'd like to follow us, we are on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Just search Unpack This Brain. If you'd like to send us any questions, feel free to do so. Use the hashtag Unpack This Brain or send us a DM or send us an email, unpackthisbrain at gmail.com. This podcast was created by the lovely people over at Great Mates Podcast. Feel free to subscribe to any of our podcasts wherever you're listening. We'd also like to acknowledge the First Nations owners on whose lands we are creating this podcast. Thank you.